Hey, everybody, welcome back to Unsolicited Advice with Frank. And today we're going to talk about something that's going on uh, in the world. And the world's very chaotic. Now, mind you, I record my episodes a week out because it allows me time to put them out if I have to sooner than later. I'm not trying to overload everybody with my voice every day. So I'm trying to keep it a one episode a week. And I normally try to drop them on a Saturday to Sunday so you guys have all week to listen to, give me feedback, and maybe I can adjust and change some of the things that I think I might have to do better. So uh, I had recorded this episode already, and I decided to change it. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I have a lot of friends that are multi from different cultures and different walks of life and different races. And I don't want to offend anybody or make anybody think that I'm – you know, I don't understand or see different points of views. Um, I think one thing the Navy has done for me is allow me to learn different, meet different cultures and learn from different people, allow me to see out of the window that I saw in New York only, where New York is very diverse. It's a melting pot, obviously. And growing up, you had many friends, you know, from different cultures and different backgrounds. But it's a little different when you're growing up in a neighborhood and we're not rich, you know. I, I would say we're poor. Um, like I said in a previous episode, I had more than the average. Um, I had more. I had what I needed, I should say. My parents always worked hard, but it's not like I was rich or we was this great middle class family. No, uh, there was a time when my family struggled financially. So I understand. And when we're in that culture, when we're in that, in what you know, America likes to call the ghetto. Um, you know, we don't see other things. We all know we're in a struggle. You know, it's just that some of our parents might struggle more than others. So. What's going on today, with that's what gets me to think about what's going on today in society and everything that's happening in the world, right? Um, and I don't think it's new to us. I, I don't think that uh, these killings, unarmed killings by the po- police brutality, let's just call it that, uh, whether it's beating or murdering our people in the street, is not new to us. It's been happening for a long time. However, you know, now with the social media and technology has gotten so much better since it was in the 80s and 90s when I was coming up, now everybody sees it all. It's more there. It's it's like live. Boom. Here you go. Instantly. It's happening. You have to see it. And now with so many people having s- phones, smartphones, it's like, you know, anybody can be streaming something. It's like having millions of CCTV uh, cameras everywhere at an instant. So everything's being portrayed real time. And it's from multiple vantage points, right? As different views. One thing that I can say about video, video can't be misconstrued to what my opinion is because it's a video it's live so for example if i'm sitting here and i am beating my wife and it's being recorded right it doesn't matter my point of view or whatever it is when i speak it because the video is going to say the truth of what people see so what i'm what i'm speaking to if if you guys haven't heard or know it it means you probably living on a rock is that the police in in minneapolis minnesota murdered an unarmed man who was on his stomach with his handcuffed with his arms behind his back, George Floyd. So rest in peace, George Floyd. Uh, a killing that was senseless to me. Uh, the cops didn't have to take that route. He was ready. He was ready handcuffed. So they could have just left him alone on his stomach if you wanted to. If, if you want to go that route, if you want to treat him like an animal, yeah, keep him on the stomach. Or you could sit him up against the wall where he was at one point. Or sit him in the back of a squat car like they do in other places until you... Search his vehicle, search him, get the story right, whatever you want to do. But you put him somewhere. He's unarmed. He's not resisting. He's not fighting back. But instead, these cops took the chance of, eh, took the different route. Well, let's put him on his stomach. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my knee on the back of his neck, and I'm going to stay on it for over eight and a half minutes. 
okay, well, everything has a cause and effect, right? And that cause, the effect was the man passed away. A man that had children, a man that was uh, in Minnesota changing his life around, driving trucks, whether he had a past or not, criminal past or not, doesn't matter. Whether at that moment in time he was com- committing a crime, it does not matter. At that point in time when this situation took place, this man was on his stomach, unarmed, not resisting arrest, and not a threat to anybody. But yet the cops still took that approach. So let's pause right there. Let's just stop right there. A lot of people wonder why minorities and 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 uh, citizens, humans in, uh, in America right now are rioting. Because it's not just minorities that are rioting. But everybody seems that they're coming together in a cause because people are tired of seeing senseless killings go unpunished and unanswered. Let's go to Eric Gardner in New York, uh, the legal chokehold, right, for I think selling cigarettes, <laughs> bootleg cigarettes, whatever. It doesn't matter. Using a legal chokehold on a citizen, it kills him, but you're acquitted in court. How is that even possible? How is that possible? That makes no sense to me. How is it that they, we, we have so many killings of unarmed men, black men, minority men in the United States, and every time the cop goes, it's acquitted. It, it's it's probably the other person's fault, right? So it's it's my fault that the cop pulled me over, and because I'm I'm a Puerto Rican male that's six one at two fifty, um, he's scared of me. So I ask questions, and it's a questioning attitude. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh we're, we're I'm gonna just beat the crap out of you. I'm gonna tase you. I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get you on the ground. And now it's my fault, you know, because obviously uh that's what I woke up in the morning to go do. Uh, there's there's been so much going on in, in society that is not even right. So to name a few, Philando Castile, Terrence Crutcher, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Sean Bell, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, Dan Roy Henry, Oscar Grant III, Kendrick McCabe, Ayanna Jones, Ramali Graham, we know about Amadou Diallo in New York, Trayvon Martin, John Crawford. These are some names. No conviction. No, no conviction. So to go back to to George Floyd, when do you think it's okay for us as humans to protest the fact that people are getting killed, our people are getting murdered, and nobody's saying anything? What makes us so different from anybody else? Uh, Michael Vick went to jail for the dog fighting, right? Did a year in jail. Uh, none of these cops served a year in jail for killing a human. Let's put that in perspective. So if I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm looking at it from the other side, you're telling me that a dog's life is more important than my life. That's how I see it. Now, I don't want people, my, my friends out there and listeners out there to think that I've never been profiled because that's a lie. I have been profiled, okay? Uh, being Puerto Rican, driving a brand new Yukon in Virginia, uh, dressing like a New Yorker, if you want to call it that, a dude from the Bronx with a Yankee fitted, a Cuban link chain, and, you know, nice clothing. Every time I drove out my house and I get on the main street, I get pulled over for some randomness, right? They run my tags, no no outstanding warrants, no tickets or nothing. It's, oh, okay, sir, have a good day. When you ask the cop why you pulled me over, oh, we pulled you over because the light on your license plate is out, but it's broad daylight. <laughs> picture that with a Kodak, right? Then the next time, one of the other times that it happened was in um, Northport, Florida. I went to go visit my mother-in-law. 
with my wife and kids, and we went to the movies. Again, I'm out of town. I'm dressed a certain kind of way. I'm in a rental car, and the cop comes up to me, only me, at the movie theater and says, Sir, can I see your your, your ticket stub, your movie ticket stub? And I said, Well, you want to see all of us, all of ours, sir? He goes, No, no, I want to see yours. And I said, Mine? He goes, Yes. And I said, Okay. Well, you know, I didn't ask the question. I didn't ask why. I just showed the movie tickets. To me, that's minor. You know what I'm saying? I'm not worried about it. I don't have my gun on me. I don't, I'm not carrying anything that's going to make me, you know, crazy. And plus, my wife is there. So, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'm not going to take the L or lose in front of my children. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach my kids the right thing to do. And I gave him the ticket. He went about his business. But we know what that's about. I'm dealing with my family. There's other people around me. And you come to me. You profile me. Just like the cops with hair profile, you know? It's, oh, here you go. You look, you're Hispanic, and you're driving a nice truck, so I can't work. I'm not supposed to pay taxes and be working and just have enough money to be able to afford a truck. No, I have to be doing something illegal to afford this truck. Another story, uh, when I was growing up in the Bronx, my mom, we had a friend of the family, and her significant other time suffered from mental illness, right? And, uh, you know, it, mental illness, even back then, wasn't something like it is today where it's talked about and what people are more aware about it. But, you know, he did suffer. He had a mental break. And they called 911. And instead of the ambulance coming, the cops come. Now, he didn't have a weapon on him. He didn't. He, um, but he was not in his right state of mind. These police officers, they killed him in front of his girlfriend and his family because they didn't know how to handle the situation. And instead of waiting until... The ambulance got there, maybe subduing him with non-lethal weapons. And for those people that don't know what non-lethal weapons are, that's like your baton, OC spray, now tasers. Um, they didn't do any of that. They shot him. They killed him. Why? Because he was acting irate. He wasn't in his right state of mind. And it was easier to kill him than to go in and restrain him and stop him from hurting anybody else. This is just a few examples. And now when I say all this, I'm going to say this as well. I'm not saying that every time a Hispanic or black male or minority male gets killed, that it's not, that it wasn't warranted. All right. I'm not saying that because I, I am, I am very aware that my culture or minorities do commit crimes. That's very true. But what do you do when there's a video and in that video, the person doesn't pose a threat to the cop, but he shoots him anyway. What do you do? Why aren't those cops held accountable? You know, um, and I don't expect you to understand if you've never been through it, if you've never been profiled, if you've never seen anything like it, if you've never been stopped for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you never lived it, I don't, I don't expect you to understand it. But I ask you to put yourself in the, other, in, in the shoes of the person going through it and see, damn, is, is this something that I have to live? Is this, how would you feel if that was your life? You know, how would you feel that if you're in a corner hanging out with a few of your friends because you're Hispanic and black and you're on a corner, you're automatically selling drugs? That's not right. That's not life, man. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be, oh, I see you doing something illegal. Then I'm that's you have probable cause. Now you saw me doing it. It's not to profile me and, and think because I'm Hispanic or black or whatever. And that's me. I'm doing something wrong. And, and this is why I had to re-record this, because I find myself in a different headspace right now. Um, I find myself in a place where I can talk and open up to you guys without sounding as upset as I sounded a week ago when I, re- when I originally recorded it. 
And I, I'm, I'm glad that I took the time because I, I, I actually prayed before this and I asked God to give me the right guidance and wisdom to be able to speak and get through the message and not speak from a place of hate or anger and frustration. Um, my mom raised me better than that. I was taught better than that. But it sucks when I have to talk to my children and my son and, and worry about when he starts driving a car because he's 16 now. And I get and help him get his license, and he's out there, and he gets pulled over. That he answers the questions right, you know what I'm saying? Um, or my daughters, because uh, they both have a, a a mouth on them, you know. Uh, Ava's a little snappy, but Sharice, she's more, she's a, she comes from a different angle. But they both question because it's something you see, and growing up in it, you you have no, you can't ignore it. You cannot ignore it. And now look where we're at. Again, riots and, and looting and, and people getting killed and hurting. And we're hurting our own selves. We're hurting our own people by looting and rioting and, and, and hurting these small businesses that are owned by minorities. But now we don't care. We're, 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 not, we're not helping each other out here. That's not what's happening. Um, if you want to get in that aspect of, well, that's what the man wants you to do, right, is so why are we doing it? You can riot. You can protest without looting. You don't have to loot. You don't have to lower yourself to the standard of something beneath you and give people the right to think what they already think about you. You're 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 basically acknowledge you're basically confirming what they think. And that's one thing my mom always taught me is that they think of us a certain way. Do not feed into that thought. Do not give them satisfaction to be right. You show them something different. That's why education was big in my household. Um but the world is in a bad place right now as humans. You, it, you're not, we're not where we need to be. You know, we, we judge other countries for how they live, but look how we live. You know, we, we, we criticize other countries or religious uh, beliefs because it's not ours. But look how we live. I mean, let's just be clear. The pilgrims came here escaping their country, right? And when they get here, they take over a land that's not even theirs. So this has been in our history. This is America's history. Let's just be clear. Invade, take over, pillage, kill. It is what it is. We want what we want, we take it. I'm not going to get into all that because that's a whole other podcast. And really, for that, I would want to bring other people in because I would. that's something I really want to talk about and, and get into the weeds of it. This is more just to awaken. So where, this is where we at. This is where we at right now. Um, and it's sad, man. It's sad. I was telling my wife the other day, just this morning, I said, you know, to know that that man... George Floyd cried out for his mom while they're choking him. Um, and his mom is dead. He has a kid he's never going to go home to. Over, uh, what, a fake $10 bill? <laughs> Man, listen, I was in Manhattan growing up, and I went to get something. I bought something in the store, and the guy gave me a fake $20 bill. So that means I should get choked out and killed too right back then when that happens. That's interesting that over a fake money, fake currency that he probably didn't even produce. It could have been given to him at the store. He's not going home. And I hope that, you know, I hope that his, uh, that this brings change in our system. Um, they put up a, a post of New Haven PD standing against p- police brutality. The cops taking a, redoing their oath and making sure that they emphasize, listen, we're not going to stand for, p- and that's and that's where the change needs to come, is with the cops, right? 
uh, in the Navy, if I don't report something that I see being done, that's failure to report. That's a offense. You go to NJP, uh, non-traditional punishment, because I didn't report it. So in other words, if I see another chief or another service member do something illegal and I don't go back and report it, then when it comes out in the wash that he did something and I saw him do it, I'm going to be held just as accountable as him because I should have reported him, whether he's senior to me, junior to me, or the same rank as me. Why are the cops held to that same standard? If if I am qualified to carry a firearm when I'm on duty on the ship, if I use my firearm and it wasn't warranted for me to use it, meaning there was no intent, there was no... Um, deadly force, if I don't use it, if I use it and it's not in accordance with what they taught me, I'm going to go, in, I'm getting in trouble. I'm probably going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Or if not, at least I'm getting put out and I'm having no benefits. Why can't the cops be held to the same standard? Why can we, the military, trust our 18, 19-year-old teenagers or, you know, adults uh, go into combat overseas and fight an enemy that they can't tell the difference because they don't all wear uniforms, right? But they go into buildings and they don't do senseless killing, especially now when you get tried for that. But we got NYPD or just cops in general, I should say. Not all cops are bad, but just some cops that have other options and they still choose to fire the firearm. And the person has to have a weapon, doesn't have any opportunity or intent. When is it going to change? You know, why is it that these cops are killing people and they're getting off? There's no conviction. Well, because they're officers. So my question to you as the audience, and, and my I would like to know. So I'm, I'm eligible. I can carry a firearm in Virginia and in Florida. So if I'm out with my family and a cop is being aggressive towards me and I'm not being aggressive towards him and I see him making gestures for his firearm and I'm with my family, do I have the right to protect my family and myself? Because just like that cop wants to go home at nighttime to tuck his kids in, I want to go home my family too. So if the cop is being aggressive to me and showing me and threatening me and he has intended opportunity to do it, can I protect myself when I'm not showing him any aggression? No, I can't because he's a cop, right? He's an officer of the law. So if I shoot him, I'm going to jail because I'm wrong. He's a, he has a badge, but if he shoots me, he gets to go home. Maybe not even lose his job. And I don't. Something has to give. Something has to change. The narrative has to change. Times are so sensitive right now. Um, you can't even speak your mind sometimes because people take it the wrong way. And I think it starts with, in my opinion, we need to start. The cops need to start policing each other. Right? We need to be, real as a people, we need to be realistic too. You know what I'm saying? If we know, and not this, this is not George Floyd's situation, but if we know that there's, a chance where the person that was murdered or killed uh, maybe put themselves in that situation, meaning, you know, for example, they were shooting, they were in a shootout, and he was shooting at cops, so he got shot. Okay, you can't cry about that. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he passed away, but at the end of the day, he was committing a crime. What I'm talking about is a people that, um, th that weren't committing a crime, that weren't hurting nobody, that, you know, maybe... Oh, and not saying committing a crime. I'm talking about didn't have an intent to kill the police officer. Didn't have a weapon. You know, um, there was an Instagram shooting, uh, a video about a man in his driveway 
that got tased and shot. He had his hands up the whole time. <laughs> Don't they teach you to put your hands up? If my hands up in the air, the guy didn't even have a shirt on, so you could tell that he didn't have nothing in front of him to show. His hands are up. Why would you tase him and then shoot him? Why? And then, and then, so everything's so public now, right? Every, it's the internet, and everything's out there. All you got to do is search. Public records come out. And some of these officers have a history of cases being filed against them for violence, for, for cruelty, for whatever. And you telling me that it's not far-fetched? I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but that's reasonable doubt right there. The guy, that you telling me that you can't say that the guy or the police officer could have not committed the crime? I think he could have if he has a history of, of complaints, a history of, of reports being filed against him. I, I think so. But, you know, this is where it's at. This is where we're at today. And, and you know, all through social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, news, all everybody's talking about is the riots and what's going on and the looting. I don't understand what breaking into an app store is going to do for you. Honestly, what does that have to do with George Floyd? What does looting a FedEx truck in St. Louis have to do with George Floyd and police brutality? I don't understand. Please, somebody explain to me. <laughs> I don't get it. And somebody died in that uh, incident where they were trying to rob the 18-wheeler. Guy got tramp, uh, drug under the truck. You know, um, we got to do better, people. This ain't it. This This is not the way to do it. We really need to do better, and I pray that, you know, as a humanity, we find ourselves. Because we're killing ourselves. We're killing ourselves, and the, and the real enemy's winning. And then we sit here and critique, like I said, other countries, because they live their life a certain way, and then we're living it this way with ours. Like I said, Michael Vick did a year for uh, killing a dog. Or for the dog fighting going on in his house, actually. Um, he did a year for that. And you're telling me that we as a people, we don't count? These cops that kill us, they don't, they get away with it. Why? Because they're cops? So it says, uh, I found the, the post. I had, I had a screenshot. It says, Michael Vick served more time in jail for killing a dog than all cops combined who have killed the last 493 unarmed black men. Let that sink in. Wow. I, I don't know about you, but that hits home. That hits home. And, and you know, I agree with a lot of people that if they would just arrest these cops, fire them and arrest them and charge them once it happens, because you have video footage. This is not that you need to go take testimony. This is not back in the day. Now, you when, when the George Floyd happened, you can go on any social media site and see different videos, live streaming of this situation that happened. Like Philando Castile, it was recorded the whole time. So why does it have to take for a riot and an uprise to happen for you to arrest these men or fire them and arrest them? No. The minute that you see the video, that's why, you know, the, the people say, what about body cams, right? Uh, well, <laughs> body cams, it's funny how sometimes, oh, the, the body cam wasn't working. It was defective that day when the officer was out there shooting everybody. Um, or, oh, we're not going to release the, the footage. Well, they don't want to release the footage. But you don't need a body cam when you got... Everybody know, everybody has a, a camera phone. Everybody. The bum in the street begging you for a quarter has a, has a camera phone. So 
why you need that when everybody has a video showing you what happened? It's it's open and shut, isn't it? That's what that's what you go to trial for, isn't it? To show proof. You you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person committed the crime, right? So, isn't that beyond reasonable doubt? I think it is. And then you wonder why we get upset. Why people are rioting, why they're why they're throwing Molotov cocktails at, at cop cars and stuff. They're tired of it. A cop does not mean you're above the law. It just means that you're there. You took an oath to protect and serve the community. Once that man was handcuffed and not a threat, no longer a threat to you or anybody else, and he or she starts saying, I need help, you are to render help to that person or get an ambulance there and render help until the ambulance gets there. So let's cut the let's cut the, the crap on it, okay? At the end of the day, they, the cops that are doing committing these crimes, because they are crimes, are not protecting and serving the community. So what do you expect the people to do? I remember a time when you knew your police officer in your neighborhood. I remember a time when you wasn't scared to approach a cop in your neighborhood. When police, police officers police their neighborhood and they got to know their people they knew the store owners they knew the kids on the corner they knew who they were dealing with because it built rapport with the people i remember that time now forget about it they're just targets and if they're threatened they're gonna shoot first and when i say they i'm not talking about white cops okay i if, if you look at some of these shootings, you got some minorities in there too. Again, the human race is at a bad place. It, we as humans need to find a humanity sooner or later. And I hope it's sooner than later because at the path we're going, it's, no, it's nothing going to be left. And we're just destroying ourselves and not making a difference. We're showing our kids something different. We're showing, we're, we're not going to leave anything for our children when you look at it this way, at the rate we're going. Anyways, uh, I can keep going on this topic, and after a while, the message gets diluted and lost in translation. So I want to thank you for listening again. This is Unsolicited Advice with Frank, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope that it's not something too crazy for you. But rest in peace to George Floyd, and my condolences to his family, his friends, his kids, and anybody has lost anybody over police brutality. Um, my heart goes out to you. I personally have never experienced it as a family member, but I know friends that have, and it, it's tough. It's tough because you want justice and you don't get it, and it's just a hard place to be in. So, again, thank you for listening. This is Unsolicited Advice with Frank.